It's time for this week's edition of the Virtual Bible Study. The Virtual Bible Study is a live, internet-only call-in program dedicated to the honest study and discussion of God's Word. Do you have a question about something in the Bible? Or are you simply interested in learning more about the Scriptures? If so, we hope you'll stay tuned tonight as we look into the pages of God's Word. The Virtual Bible Study is brought to you this time each week by the College View Church of Christ in Columbia, Tennessee. You can participate in the discussion tonight by calling 93 3814567 or by emailing your questions or comments from collegeview.com. We hope you'll take out your Bibles and study along with us as we begin an exciting study of God's word on this edition of the Virtual Bible Study. And this is the Virtual Bible Study for March 19th, 2015. Thanks for joining us on the program tonight. My name is Jacob Gwynn. My father Greg Gwynn is across the table from me tonight. Hello, Dan. Jacob, great to be here. Good to be with you as well. Dan is behind the controls. Look forward to hearing from you tonight, Dan. Thank you for being here. And uh, looking forward to an interesting, well, an important subject uh, tonight. Well, um, in researching through our archives, of course, we always remind people we've got a lot of archives out there, uh, uh, almost 500 episodes of the Virtual Bible Study. Are, are we not going? No, help me. I got, a, I got an error. Yeah. Do, are, we, are we live? Yeah. Okay. Uh, we got, uh, in researching through our archives, we found out that we... Uh, haven't done a lot of talk about parenting, Jacob. Uh, recently in our uh, adult Bible class here at the College View Church, we've had uh, uh, some lessons on parenting and thought maybe we'd use some of that information tonight and try to share that with our listeners. It's very important what God says about proper rules for parents. All right. We'll look forward to that. And uh, yeah, I, I couldn't figure out if you thought that I needed help disciplining my child, or if you thought I had done something wrong and you wanted to discipline me with the subject, I was a little bit nervous. Well, okay. it's probably all all around. Oh, well, okay, all around. Well, we all need we, we need, all need help with this, obviously. I, and I do. Yes, I look forward to that because I do need that that help. You know, there's a lot of bad information out there in the world. If you went into a bookstore and went to the uh, self-help section or the family section or whatever there'd be a lot of psychologists who've written about child rearing and child discipline and they've got a lot of it wrong okay. unfortunately a lot of people are listening to that sort of stuff and therefore a lot of kids are not being trained in the ways that god wants them to be trained all right eight seven seven three eight one four five six seven questions at collegeview.com it's not a problem that is new people have been having problems disciplining their children i, I don't know I guess from the beginning. Yeah, uh, that's right. It's a challenge. It's a big challenge. Uh, nobody would uh, be right in suggesting that it's a uh, an easy job. It's a difficult job. I think it grows more challenging uh, as time goes on. I think in the modern age, parenting is especially challenging. And so parents need help from the Word of God. Uh, but they need to pay attention to the Word of God, too. I mean, it, you can't. You just can't blindly go, go along. You've got to pay attention to what God has said and try to apply the rules that He has set forth in His Word. All right. We'll look forward to hearing from you tonight. You sent out some questions earlier today. Yeah, to our list. to our update list. I always tell you, get on the list if you're not. Questions at collegeview.com is the email address, and just say, "Add me to the list," and we will do that. And to our list earlier today, looks like this went out almost at 11:30 this morning. That's about the time we usually try to get these out. We asked some questions for your consideration on our discussion tonight on the program. Number one, what's the primary purpose of child discipline? What are we doing it for? Number two, what do you think and what does the Bible say about spanking children? And then as a sub-point to that, what are some objections commonly given, some objections commonly given by those who oppose spanking, and how would you answer these? That is, if you support the idea of spanking. Number three, besides spanking, what other forms of discipline can and should be used? Number four, what are some child disciplines do's and don'ts? Uh, number five, how can we evaluate the effectiveness of our efforts to discipline our children? And number six, what if our kids are older? What additional factors may need to be considered? All right. I uh, appreciate uh, your comments in advance. You can send them in, questions at collegeview.com or in the chat room or 877-381-4567. In the chat room already tonight. Uh, guest 4733 says, I, I'm hoping maybe you could also speak about child rearing a mentally handicapped child. And that just highlights the fact that, well, every child in every situation is going to be slightly different. Yeah, I think that I think that uh, certainly a parent with uh, a, a mentally handicapped child would have extra challenges. Uh, 
But I, I still think a lot of the same same principles would apply. I mean, they, they may have to be adapted. For instance, we're going to talk in a minute about spanking. And and I don't know. I, I mean, there's all different. Uh, there's a wide spectrum of kids with disability and so forth and how much they may be able to comprehend. If they can't comprehend the discipline that you're administering, then then that's then there's no use doing that that way. And, and so it would depend on the level of a kid's ability to understand uh, the discipline, its purposes, and what's desired. And so the techniques and approaches may be slightly different based upon the child, his personality, and maybe some issues that he or she may have. But the objective and primary purpose of discipline, your first question, I think it's the same whether the child has many mental uh, challenges or the child has maybe severe personality issues. And the objective is the same across the board. Yeah, uh, the purpose of child discipline. Yeah, what what we're striving for, of course, is uh, to get them to be obedient, and then what that underlying what obedience is is a respect for authority. We're trying to get them to respect parental authority, and submit to it, be obedient to it, and so you know, again, I, the question asked in the chat room is a little too vague to be able to answer specifically because we don't know the level of a, of, of a child of the specific child's handicap that maybe is, is under consideration. But our objective with any child is to get them to be obedient and to respect the authority uh, of their parents. That's really important because as they grow older, they're going to have to be able to be adaptable to the authority of others. Initially, a child is just subject to our authority. They, 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 don't, they don't know of any other authority. They don't care about any other authority. Uh, they're not concerned about the government. They're not concerned about a boss on the job. They're not concerned about uh, administrators at school. They, initially, it's just parents. And so, but if we start early and get them to respect the authority of parents, then it will make it easier for them to become uh, submissive to the authority of others as they grow older. All so right. that's what it's really about. 877-381-4567 in the chat room, guest 1469 suggests the purpose is to train up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. Well, I think that's right because ultimately the authority we want them to be submissive to is the authority of God. That, yeah, absolutely. That's everything. Uh, that, that encompasses everything. All right. In Ephesians chapter 6, verse 4 is the reference there by our listeners. Uh, and you fathers, do not provoke your children to wrath, but bring them up in the training or nurture and admonition of the Lord. Thank you for that comment tonight. So what is the purpose of uh, the primary objective of discipline? Let us know your thoughts. All right. Uh, uh, Chris in Atlanta had sent in an email, and he said the purpose of child discipline is to correct dangerous, immoral, or bad behavior in order that the child may learn to behave in godly in a godly manner that benefits him down the road and others he or she will come into contact with. I think that's another good way to say it. Uh, we want them to be able to adhere to God's law. It's in their best interest. Uh, an undisciplined child, one that doesn't know of authority and how to interact with authority, is we're setting them up for failure. Of course, the, unfortunately, the world is full of lots of people who have not been trained in the ways of God and do not respect his authority or anybody else's for that matter, and our society is suffering as a result of that. All right. Look forward to your thoughts. Dan, have you known, I'm sure you've known uh, children who, well, they weren't trained to, uh, to respect authority and uh, weren't trained to have self-discipline, and uh, their lives suffered well, throughout their life. For, yeah, for it is, and it's a, it's a fundamental philosophy that we need to teach our kids that uh, they need to respect authority because if they can't expect they respect authority at a young age, how are we going to expect for them to respect authority as they get older? Yeah. And throughout our lives, you know, even today as adults, we understand authority. You know, how is it that we can em embrace or, you know, respect authority, but yet we're not going to instill that into our children? I, I don't understand that because... Um, you know, as you know, as being an adult, we have to respect the authority of our supervisors. We, you know, if our supervisor is supposed to be there at work at eight o'clock, we should be there at work at eight yeah. o'clock. Yeah, yeah, you know, you know, we don't tell little Johnny no. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure that every, all the employers out there are going to be knocking on Johnny's door, wanting him to come work for him. You know, yeah, but, because I mean, he's never been told yeah, no yeah, about yeah, anything. Right, yeah, yeah. But, uh, another way to put this: I, the purpose of discipline is. We, per, the purpose of discipline is to give children reasons to obey. Yeah. Now they may have other reasons. They may have their reasons for not wanting to obey. You know, maybe it's maybe they're having fun. Maybe they, you know, 
whatever. But when we discipline them, we are giving them stronger reasons to obey than they have for not obeying. Um, sometimes that's called uh, reward punishment, reward or punishment. In other words, we reward good behavior, we punish bad behavior, but we want to give them motivation for obedience. It's, 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 it's obviously a lot more involved, but it's not totally unlike what you do with an animal. If you have a pet and you're trying to train them to do something that, you know, or, or break a bad habit that they have, mm -hmm. you, you use what's called reinforcement. Right. You reinforce good behavior, you, you, you punish bad behavior, and therefore they learn it's better to obey than not to obey. You do that with a, an animal at a much higher level and, and far more difficultly, we teach our children that way. All right. All right. Um, and I, I did like uh, Chris's uh, comment here that we're doing it uh, for himself down the road and the others he or she will come in contact with. Certainly, if we fail on this, uh, in, in this job, then our children will pay down the road and our whole society will as well. Guess 4263 in the chat room references Ephesians chapter 6, verses 1 through 3. Ephesians, our children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment with promise, that, so that it may go well with you and that you may enjoy long life on the earth. And, uh, well, that's a, a excellent passage for this discussion. And uh, it is the first commandment with promise in the Old Testament, in the Law of Moses, the Ten Commandments. It is the first one that has the promise, and that promise being that we'll be benefited if, as children, we can learn to respect the authority of our parents and it will benefit us down the road. All right. Let's jump in. Before we get to our first break, let's jump into the question about spanking. Obviously, you talk about child discipline. One of the thing, questions that's going to come up is, what about spanking? And I asked the question, what do you think, what does the Bible say about spanking? Well, I think the Bible is very clear about the use of spanking, or as sometimes people call it, corporal punishment, physical punishment. Mm -hmm. uh, spanking is definitely taught uh, in the book of Proverbs is, is full of, famous statements about spanking. Let me read just a few of them. Proverbs twenty-two fifteen: Foolishness is bound in a child's heart, but the rod drives it from him. Um, Proverbs nineteen eighteen: Chasten the son while there is still hope. This is for his good. Proverbs thirteen twenty-four: One who does not spank his son when it is needed hates him. One who loves his son will chasten him. Uh, and so, Statements like that in the Proverbs certainly endorse the idea of using physical punishment, corporal punishment, spanking specifically uh, for the well-being of the child. Now, I got an objection, though, because over and over again on this program, we talk about the fact that we, we can't establish our authority from the Old Testament. You just went to the book of Proverbs there to prove your point that we need to be spanking our children. I can't read about spanking in the New Testament, uh, so you're going to you're gonna have to explain that one to me. All right, well, the Old Testament is for our learning. All right. uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 10, uh, see, how's it, how's it exactly worded there? Um, 1 Corinthians chapter 10 says, verse 11, these things happen to them for examples. They're written for our admonition upon whom the ends of the world are come. So there's, there's things to learn from the Old Testament. That's not our law for today, but there are principles stated there that uh, are are, are timeless principles in regards to um, conduct and so forth. It's not law. We understand we're not going to the Old Testament for law, but it's still a place where we can learn wisdom and, and, and make modern-day application. All right, maybe we should take a break, let our listeners chime in on that. Is it valid to go to the book of Proverbs to prove that spanking is uh, accepted and, is, and should be employed by parents today? Can we do that? 877-381-4567, questions at collegeu.com. Uh, we'll look forward to hearing from you and joining the chat room as well. Can we go to the book of Proverbs to show that corporal punishment is acceptable? Let us know your thoughts. We'll be back right after this. You won't want to miss what we talk about next. The discussion continues right after these important messages. I'm Larry Raspberry, a member of the College View Church of Christ, with a question for you. Do you believe in parachutes? I suppose you do. You believe they exist, but that's not what I mean. There's a difference between believing something or someone exists and putting your confidence in it or him. One who has seen a parachute knows they exist, but has never put his confidence in one. 
trying one on while standing on the ground isn't faith either. Going up in a plane intending to jump out with a parachute on is not faith in the parachute either. Opening the door at the moment of truth and gazing outside to the ground is not faith either. It is only when one jumps out the door, counts to ten, and pulls the ripcord that he has actually put his faith in the parachute. Many of you believe parachutes exist, but only a few have actually put your faith in one. Many people in the world say they believe God exists, but only a few put their faith in him for salvation by doing what he says. We'd love to help you in developing a saving faith in God. If we can be of assistance, please contact us. Send an email to questions at collegeview.com or call us at 877-381-4567. And thanks for listening to the Virtual Bible Study. Here's some quotes worth pondering. If you cannot do great things, do small things in a great way. It's not what you do once in a while. It's what you do day in and day out that makes the difference. Man, wish I'd said that. And whatsoever ye do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God and the Father by Him. Colossians 3:17. Now, back to the program. We're back, and we're glad that you're with us tonight as we're talking about disciplining our children. We left with the uh, question earlier of uh, disciplining our children from the book of Proverbs. Is it acceptable? I mean, it, we, we, we over and over again say we're not getting our authority from the Old Testament that Christ nailed that to the cross. Can we then go to Proverbs and say... You ought to be disciplining your children. Guess 1469 in the chat room says Hebrews chapter 12 uses the example of chastening uh, and uses the and pronounce, gives the Greek word there, which I, I don't know. Paiduo. Paiduo. Uh, discipline by punishment of the Lord. For whom the Lord loveth, he chasteneth and scourgeth every son whom he receiveth. Ah, yeah. there you go. That's a good one. Yeah, so, I, 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 thought that, I thought of that too during the break, and I think that, uh, uh, that that's the right way to approach it, that... Or uh, Hebrews 10, excuse me, Hebrews 12, um, uh, beginning about uh, uh, verse 5, talks about the chastening of the Lord, uh, and he's and and the illustration is given: human fathers chasten their children, God chastens His children, a father chastens the one whom He loves, and that would be a reinforcement of the proverbial principles that we were reading there uh, from the Old Testament book of Proverbs. Uh, Chris in Atlanta uh, suggested some of those same verses, Proverbs 13, 24, 29, 15, and 23, verses 13 and 14. Uh, but I would just argue that we're not going to the Old Testament for law. We're going there for principles. And I would agree that Hebrews 12 tends to suggest that that is a reasonable deduction uh, from the Old Testament, that that God would endorse physical punishment of children. All right, look forward to your thoughts tonight. And I like the the verse that you referenced there in Proverbs nineteen, verse eighteen: "Chasing your son while there is hope," indicates here that we've got sort of a narrow window to get this job done. Yeah, that's right. It, it, we got to do our work now, or uh, it'll reach a point where it's too late. To and we've known kids that uh, were not disciplined as youngsters, and when they got into their late teenage years. Well, the, the door's already shut, at least for most of that, because yeah. they haven't been taught the authority. They're big enough now to um, be a physical threat to the parents, and, uh, and there's just no, uh, there's, there's not much hope in that corporal route anymore. Yeah, I think that's right. Okay. Now, of course, we were saying earlier that child-rearing supposed experts, child psychologists today, are, of course, completely against spanking. I had a quote here from one psychologist named Linda Budd, who wrote a book about child rearing, and in it she said, uh, if you spank your child, you should, quote, apologize and own up to your mistake. Mm -hmm. Complete mistake, she said, to be to be spanking. Of course, you can read a lot of that from the wisdom of men. Uh, I asked what would be some objections that have been heard about spanking, and, of course, the one that comes up almost immediately is that it, it constitutes child abuse. That's what, that's what Chris had noted in his response. He said, some claim it is child abuse. Uh, and his response is, it certainly can be child abuse in the most extreme and severe forms. A spanking that is not excessive, one that does not cause physical harm, is certainly an effective tool that is not abusive. In fact, I would consider it mental child abuse if you do not discipline your children effectively. They have to learn to obey rules when small, or they will have a very difficult time operating in society as an adult. Yeah. 
uh, I, I think that's right. I think that actually properly administered spanking helps prevent child abuse because it stops the misbehavior. Because if you don't stop that misbehavior, then it's just a, an escalating cycle. And sooner or later, the parent will lose control and perhaps become abusive. But if, uh, if spanking is properly administered, it stops the misbehavior, puts everything back on the right course, and help, helps both parent and child prevent any potential harm. Yeah, and the parents' rules, if they're made, if out of out of love, uh, Dan, are for the child's best interest. You, you you tell your kids not to stick their finger in a light socket, for instance. You're not doing that just because you want to be mean to them. You're doing that because there are reasons why they shouldn't do that. And the same is uh, true for, in other areas as well. Your your instructions are for their best interest, and so the discipline is a long line of reinforcing that, not just being some type of tyrant. Uh, if I may add, uh, Proverbs uh, 22, 6, talk, talking about training the child, and, and it's at the very end it says so that they will not, they'll not depart from it. So it's, it's also to reinforce that as well, Proverbs 22, uh, verse 6. I think you're right. I think you're right, Dan. Um, again, you know, the, the undisciplined children, and typically those who are not spanked are pretty undisciplined, are going to finally push enough buttons with parents that they they may very well resort to child abuse uh, just out of frustration. Whereas if the, the spankings properly administered will prevent that, I think I think that's the way I would answer that objection. Of course, the the the, the follow up to that is that the objection raised is that it will teach children themselves to be violent. Uh, sociologist Professor Murray Strauss wrote. Quote, spanking teaches kids that when someone is doing something you don't like and they won't stop doing it, you hit them. Uh, that's, again, some, some of that modern psychology of child-rearing that and, is wrong. And Chris, uh, Chris responds that. He had the same point in his email. He responds to it with one word, hogwash. He says, I was spanked as a child, and I'm a very passive and uh, despise physical confrontation. Your, ch your children are far more likely to be influenced towards violence by unrestricted television, video game, and Internet access. I think that's right, too. Amen to that, Chris. So, again, we're not teaching violence. We're, we're actually teaching them to be more, more calm, more peaceful by administering discipline properly. Some people say it quickly uh, before we get to the, to the yeah, I've never next seen one. any gangsters, you know, when they're, when they're mad, uh, laying somebody over their knee and spanking them, you know, <laughs> a gang fight, and they just, they're pulling their pants down and spanking them. Well, but, but the argument is they learned to be violent people because yeah. they were spanked yeah. as children. But, I, 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 you know, if, if, that is a, if that is a proven outcome, then there's, there's, more, there's more exceptions than there are rules in that because... Uh, in, in previous generations, everyone was spanked. It's only been within the last one or two generations where people thought they could get by with, without spanking their children. Mm -hmm. So th the world itself would be completely full of violently out-of-control people if, in fact, spanking children makes people act violently. So I, the, 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 the proof is not in the pudding, as they say. We, we don't see that outcome. Okay. All right. Good. Uh, what about uh, another objection? What about damaging the child's self-esteem? Uh, uh, this is from the book called The Complete Book of Mothercraft. Uh, <laughs> quote, the chief danger of punishment is that it makes the child feel guilty, that he is bad and naughty. <laughs> we wouldn't want to do that, would well, we? What if he has been bad and naughty? Yeah, yeah. Shouldn't he feel guilty? Uh, that's that's an appropriate response. You know, guilt is a, you, you should when you do bad, you should feel bad about it. That yeah. is an appropriate connection there. Yeah. We actually want our kids to make that connection. When I do bad, I feel bad. Yeah, uh, that's a good thing. Right. You know, and, and so uh, I, I don't I don't understand that objection at all. No, seems very foolish. Yeah, Dan. Would that would that objection would that fly over with your boss you don't want to feel bad yeah, yeah. You, you think your boss don't would, tell would, me would I... listen to that you know don't 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 criticize me for being late you know yeah. it, it, you're gonna make me feel bad yeah <laughs> the tough toenails there buddy yeah yeah all right uh let me give you another objection here before we we move further some people say spanking just doesn't work 
and uh, I, I would I would just deny that on I mean uh, who are you talking to spanking doesn't work so, sometimes it doesn't work we understand that you know sometimes we spank our, our kids and they go right on and do keep doing the same thing uh, but when Although spanking does sometimes fail to to bring about the the desired correction and obedience, it doesn't always fail. Um, uh, it needs to be used consistently. It, it needs to be used appropriately, uh, and parents have to just be diligent about it. You know, if uh, little little Johnny understands that every time he does that, he's going to get a spanking, then he'll stop doing that. But if this time he does it and he gets spanked, but the next time he does it. All he gets is yelled at. Next time he does it, nobody even notices it. And it's five or six times down the road before someone says, oh, I'm going to spank you for that again. Well, that, obviously that's an inconsistent application and, and giving mixed messages and no reinforcement. The child doesn't know what to do, what's expected of him. So uh, if, if spanking fails, it generally fails because it's not being properly and consistently applied. And that, that perhaps is the biggest challenge of child rearing and disciplining dan you think is being consistent with it not letting let anything slide that can be challenging as a parent to be have to maintain that consistency it is it's it's something you have to work with on a daily basis it, it is it is a challenge yeah <laughs> obviously spanking can be misused and what we want to do too is talk about some some other forms the the next question we ask is what are some other forms of discipline that can and should be used I, we wouldn't want to leave the impression jacob that Although we think the Bible endorses the use of spanking, that it is the single and only form of child discipline that a parent should use. I, that'd be a mistake. We don't want to leave the impression that you know you just got to spank them for everything they do wrong. Every every instance of any uh, minor infraction deserves a spanking. We're not saying that. Uh, I actually think that spanking ought to be. M more of a last resort than a first resort. Okay. Uh, it certainly shouldn't be the first approach that we use in trying to, to get our children to obey. But remember, the purpose of child discipline is to get our children to obey, to respect our authority, to do what they're told to do in a, in a, a submissive, obedient way. Uh, and certainly spanking is is in that realm. It's got to be used in that context, but it's definitely something that is valuable a valuable, necessary form of child discipline is spanking, although it's widely uh, disclaimed by a lot of so-called experts. I was reading here where uh, the country of Sweden has outlawed spanking altogether on the grounds that it is child abuse. But, you know, we're not way far behind that because in, in I think in most schools today, spankings are not allowed. And there have been plenty of cases in the news where parents who did spank their children and were observed doing so uh, were arrested, charges brought against them, you know, uh, for child abuse. So we're not far behind. But uh, the, I think the Bible clearly endorses spanking, and it is a valuable disciplinary resource for parents. Not, again, child abuse. That's not authorized, but uh, spanking certainly is uh, endorsed in the Scriptures. And, um, well, did you get spanked in school, Dan? Did, you, did the paddle come out for you? You're going to maybe confess it on the air. Oh, 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 well, well. <laughs> um, uh, well, you know, it's been said so many times, everybody's heard it, you know, but the old, the old rule was if you got spanked at school and your folks found out about it, you got another spanking when you got home. The problem is it's not that way anymore. Now if a child would get spanked at school, when they got home, their parents would bring a suit against the, the, the school for spanking their but, kids. But, you know, it was a very valuable thing. And I'm sure, Dan, that uh, the rumors went around about the principal's paddle with the nails in it and stuff like that at your school. You know, that was always, you know, we were, you're, there was that, that fear that kept you, uh, that taught you to obey the rules of yeah. what might happen. If, yeah, it uh, was actually done. I, I've, I've told this story here at College View before, but uh, it, it was done in school to not only correct the misbehaving child, but also to serve as a warning to everyone else. And we had a we had a school with three long corridors, and I mean, talk about how the world has changed. And one of the one of the primary offenses that you got spankings for was for chewing gum. Mm -hmm. And I can remember that the assistant principal would give the spankings. He had a big wooden paddle, and he'd take the offending student to the head of each of those three hallways, and he uh, he he. You'd have to bend over and grab your ankles, and 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 when you got 
hit with the paddle, you had to yell out at the top of your lungs, go! <laughs> and then he'd take you to the next corridor and do the same. All three corridors got to hear one whack and the loud yell, go! <laughs> and the idea was... Everybody is shivering in fear. You don't, don't you go yeah. unless you want that to happen to you. Yeah, it's okay. Uh, in Texas, some schools still call their parents to come and spank their children, so bring them into school to spank them there. That's good. And I uh, guess 4733 says it's a, it is serious during the time, but later we always have a good laugh about it because of how ridiculous we can be as children. And uh, certainly we have done ridiculous things as children. Uh, foolishness is bound up in the heart of a child is one of the Proverbs. And uh, The rod of correction will drive it far, far from, from it. That's right. Uh, Philip in the chat room references... Proverbs 19:18. We mentioned it earlier, but I think it's, it deserves so much reinforce. Uh, you know, repeating. Chasten thy son while there is hope. In other words, there's a window of opportunity. Let not thy soul spare for his crying. In other words, you got to do it. It's not pleasant. Nobody, you know, if if there's any parent who joy, enjoys doing that, then they probably do have a problem. You right. know, there's probably something wrong with them, and they may be a child abuser if they right. if they delight in spanking their children. It's no fun. Nobody likes it. Uh, you know, the parents used to always say, this is going to hurt me worse than it does you. Well, probably not. But the idea there is that... In a different way. In a different way. Parents should... I mean, there's no joy in that, but it's a necessary thing. All right. We're going to take a break, and we'll get this week's bullet point. When we get back, we want to talk about some other discipline, uh, tactics and methods that can be used besides spanking. What are some other forms of discipline that uh, maybe you've used with success in the past or you were used successfully on you? What are some other ways to discipline children? Again, we understand the Bible tells us that we must discipline our children. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 4, bring up our children in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. Well, the Lord uh, has instructed us to be disciplining our children. Let us know your thoughts. Don't go anywhere. The virtual Bible study continues right after this. After these important messages, we'll be back to take your comments. Email them during this break. This is Greg Wynn with this week's Bullet Point. A common complaint of parents is the frequent fussing and fighting that occurs between their children. The scenario typically develops like this. One starts it all with an unkind word or deed, the other responds in kind, and the fight is on. Before it's over, the words have become meaner, the blows have become harder, the timbers have flared higher. Usually, these serious fights result over some amazingly petty and insignificant things. And of course, there's always the tattling and accusations concerning who's at fault. All in all, it's a pretty ugly thing. Spiritual brothers often exhibit the same propensity for fighting. The similarities are truly striking. Think about it. It's usually started by an unkind word or deed. Words become harsher. Tempers get involved. It's usually over something that is very insignificant. There's always the name-calling and finger-pointing coupled with gossip and rumoring. All in all, it's a pretty ugly thing. The important bottom line is that God commands us to be better than this. That goes for our relationships in the family and in the church. Parents hope that the problems with their children will be overcome with teaching and maturity. It is certain that problems among brethren can only be solved in this same way. Romans chapter 12 verse 10 tells us, Be kindly affection one to another with brotherly love. That's this week's bullet point. Think about it. Computers are good for lots of things, but there's no better way you could be using yours than to participate in the virtual Bible study every Thursday night and you think of a better use of your time. Share your comment with the world. Call in now and be a part of the virtual Bible study. Now, back to the program. Back on the program, reminding you this program is brought to you by the College of Church of Christ in Columbia, Tennessee. Our website is thevirtualbiblestudy.com, where you can find out more information about this program, about what we believe in practice. Podcast sermons recently presented to the College of Church of Christ. Find out uh, where we meet, what time we meet, and we encourage you to contact us at any time with questions or comments. Questions at collegeview.com. Com. Jacob, the, the follow-up question to the one about spanking was, uh, besides spanking, what other forms of discipline can and should be used? Again, I want to stress that we're not suggesting, although we first talked about spanking, we're not suggesting that spanking is the one and only form of discipline or even the first resort of discipline. I think it should come way later. Okay. A number of other things should be tried first. And uh, the Bible actually gives us some suggestions about that. We know that God is the perfect father and we might think about how he disciplines he he does discipline by punishment but he also disciplines by reward uh you know hebrews eleven six, god is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him so uh, 
just as God punishes evil, and we, we have to punish misconduct, God rewards good, and we should follow his example in that. And so one form of discipline is is in rewarding good behavior. That's a disciplinary act itself. Oh, certainly. Excellent. Um, so uh, maybe look for those areas where you can praise and reward uh, the child following yeah. the Yeah, you know, we, we said earlier that this whole idea is sort of the idea of reinforcement. You punish bad so that they don't want to do the bad anymore, but you reward the good so that they are given motivation to do more good. And so positive reinforcement is, is very important. All right, yeah. And, and how would we like it as adults if all we ever heard was how we messed up and never heard how we did good on our job or yeah. in, in, in other uh, situations? Yeah, yeah. so uh, yeah, very good example. On your job, you, you, you want to do a good job because you don't want the negative things that will happen if you don't, you know, like you, you know, get called in on the carpet and maybe get reprimanded, potentially lose your job. You don't want any of those negative things to happen. But if you do a good job, you, you want to get a raise, you want to get a promotion, you want to get a bonus, you know, so even on the job, those same things come to play. Yeah, so you do a good job and Dan and the boss says, well, I'm glad you didn't mess up like you did yesterday instead of praising you for, you know, for doing what you're supposed to do. But you know, uh, that that's harder for parents because you know if kids are doing good then you just want to let things just roll you you know you you just kind of you need to consciously reward the good because you're going to have to pay attention to the to the bad and punish that so pay attention to the good i, I uh know a, a psychologist who said that he thinks and he's he 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 understands the biblical principles in this but he thinks that you need to say yes twice as much as you say no. And, and I think that's where a lot of us as parents let down. We don't reinforce the good. We, we need to do twice as much positive reinforcement as we do negative punishing. And you've got to work at that. That doesn't come easily because it's easy to just sort of ignore the good because that's what you wanted anyway. That's what you expected, and that's what they should be doing. And so, but you don't, and you don't say anything about it. Uh, that's a mistake. You've got to reward the good. And uh, Ephesians chapter 6, verse 4 tells us we're to bring up our children in the, in the nurture or training of an admonition of the Lord. Think about nurturing or training a plant. When it's growing in the way that you want it, then you care for that, and you make sure that, that continues. And so that positive reinforcement would be when we see that, that good behavior and that, uh, that uh, growth in a direction that we want the child to go, then we should encourage and, and train that uh, and, and make and that positive reinforcement. So that's good. Yeah, in fact, that same verse, Jacob says, "Fathers, provoke not your children to wrath, but bring them up nurture and admonition." In other words, if we're just constantly negative with them, then we're going to we're going to provoke them in ways that are not good. Yeah, and so we got to be positive with them. Okay, all right. Uh, Clark uh, Philip in the chat room says, uh, "Discipline." He gives the definition here: to train by instruction and exercise, drill, to bring to a state of order and obedience by training and control, to punish or penalize in order to train and control, correct, chastise. And so certainly the corporal is in that definition, but it doesn't uh, necessitate corporal punishment in every instance, and it may give us some uh, instructions there. Just the definition of the word gives some uh, some meaning there that doesn't require corporal punishment. Okay, good. Okay. Um, another thing that we can do, in a positive form of discipline is to offer acceptable substitutes. You know, you can't do this, but you can do this, okay. that sort of thing. Uh, we, a lot, we, we just can't take everything away from our children. We've got to give them something in return. You can't just leave a void there. Uh, so you say, you can't play video games today, but here's what you can do. You can't go outside and play football. Yeah, so give, give some acceptable alternatives. Withhold privileges. Uh, is another you know in, instead of spanking them, just say, well, okay, since that since you did that, then today you can't do this. You can't watch TV. You can't watch that uh, program you like. You can't uh, you can't uh, play your video game. Withhold privileges. Uh, they, uh, that's a form of punishment. You and Chris are on the same wavelength. He says timeout, taking away privileges such as TV, computer, cell phones, favorite toy, or grounding. So he's saying maybe take away some of those privileges. Yeah. Um, and then I would offer one more suggestion, and that is sometimes let let our kids have to deal with the consequences of what they've done. You Explain know, that. Um, well, you know, uh, I told you not to be playing ball in the neighbor's backyard, and you did, and you broke their window. Yeah. 
uh, now get your piggy bank out because it's going to cost, you know. 150 bucks for a new window. No, I don't know. I don't know if windows cost that much. They didn't cost, cost that much when bucks. I broke windows. Back. Oh, they were single pane back then. You just had to replace the pane. You got to replace the whole job now. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. 50 bucks. Yeah, yeah. it's going to be 50 bucks. Yeah. But I mean, in other words, uh, uh, let, let them accept, let, let them have to deal with the consequences of yeah. what they've done instead of just, you know, it's, it's real tempting as parents just to rush in and cover it for them, you know. Mm -hmm. Sometimes we got to let them say, well, you know, that was a mistake. What you did was wrong. Right. And now, there, there's something, there's a price to pay for the wrong that was done, and I'm going to let you pay it. So yeah. let them deal with the consequences of their okay. own wrong. Good, good. And uh, Chris uh, in the chat room says we should, uh, I'm sorry, in his email, says we should always use a variety of methods, and each child has a unique personality. One child will respond to a particular method much better than another child would. I think that's right. You know, uh, I think most all parents, at least parents who have more than one child, will say, you know, I could, I could just talk to that child and and he or she would do what i said this one over here i had to spank them 10 times more often than this other one just a difference in personality it takes a different approach for every different or child. maybe the child likes being alone in his room you know <laughs> i mean sending him to his room is not that big of a deal uh so that may be not one that you want to use okay yeah well, one 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 thing i've done with my kids is is offer them an option you want to lose electronics or do you want to get it do you want do you want licks you know, and I learned uh, real quick that they were more than quickly, you know, willing to jump on, you know, taking licks because they can get it done, get it over. So with. did you do they the opposite still of have what electronics they asked? So, <laughs> yeah. Know, so I, next I time, real quick, not to offer us. But, but, but what you do when you do that is say, yeah. do you want a spanking or do you want to lose your electronic yeah. toy? And they say, I'll take the spanking. And then you said, No, I'm taking the electronic toy. <laughs> 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 yeah. you, you know, that's the one they really yeah. hated the worst. Yeah, all right. Um, quickly, we, we ask about some do's and don'ts uh, that we should observe as parents with discipline. And, of course, I think right at the top of the list is we want, we want to inflict no lasting harm or damage to the child. You know, and again, this would be in the form of uh, child abuse, uh, anything that would cause a real injury. You know, uh, you know, a stinging backside is not a permanent injury, but I mean, if you if you hit them hard enough to break a bone or something, then that's obviously excessive and and over overboard and wrong and and should not be done. Okay. So uh, inflict no lasting harm. And Chris says, don't use corporal punishment when you are your angriest. Always, always, always make sure the child understands why they are being punished and that you love them. When using a form of punishment other than spanking, say grounding the child, do not give in and lessen or remove the punishment. The child will learn that you are not really serious about the situation. Excellent comments there. I think you're exactly right, Chris. Chris. I think so, you're exactly so don't do it out of a rage or out of wrath uh, and make sure that they understand that. You know, if you just if a, if a whack comes flying out of nowhere and the child doesn't even know why he's getting the spanking or getting the punishment, what good does that do? Well, yeah. one of the things that I've done with my kids is that whenever before I before I, I spank them, I'll I'll talk with them and ask them, you know, do you understand why it is that you're getting a spanking? Yeah. You know, and, and reinforce that. And make sure that they understand that. And make sure and, you're not punishing them for something they didn't do. Right? Absolutely, I mean, that's absolutely. Point. It and, exposes and their guilt. And absolutely. Their, yeah. And then one of the other things too that I like to do um, is actually sit down and pray with them. I think that's a good thing. So yeah. that way you can pray to God about you know what they had done, and they can understand that yeah. that you know it's not just the consequences that they're suffering from. They're not suffering. A, Consequences that they're not, that they are suffering is not just something that I'm imposing upon them. There's a higher also authority. There's a higher authority. Right. Yeah. Good. 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 Yeah. Very good, Dan. Um, another do is you got to you got to control with prompt. You got to discipline with prompt action, not just with words. How many of us have known parents who threaten, threaten, threaten? If you do that again, I'm going to spank you. And two minutes later, if I told you, if you do that again, I'm going to spank you. And that may go on endlessly. Yeah. I've been around parents who never got beyond that threatening stage. Just words, no action. Uh, James Dobson gives an example in uh, uh, Dare to Discipline. Some know that book by James Dobson. He gives the example of a woman who her form of discipline was to run out her door from time to time. Her kids were terrorizing the neighborhood. And she would run out the door from time to time and said, I've had it with you kids. I've had it with you children. And then she would go back in the house and her kids would continue to wreak havoc on the neighborhood. Uh, uh, all of that sort of, you know, words without follow-up action. we got to avoid that for yep. sure. Okay. 
All right, we need to get a break, and uh, we'll continue the discussion on the other side. Uh, Philip in the chat room sa suggests we be angry and sin not, and certainly we have to control that with our children. And James chapter 1, verses 19 and 20 is su uh, submitted by Philip as well. Or for my beloved brethren, let every man be swift to hear, slow to speak, slow to wrath, for the wrath of man worketh not the righteousness of God. So this needs to be done out of, uh, in, under control and, uh, and not out of uh, some type of rage or revenge. Okay. All right. We're going to get a break, go to the top of the hour, talking about disciplining children. Don't go anywhere. The virtual Bible study continues right after this. Did you hear what they just said? Call in during this break and let everyone know what you think. The virtual Bible study continues after this announcement. I'm Dan Quillen, a member of the College of Church of Christ, with some thoughts about making plans. Have you made any different plans for your spiritual life and for your service for God? We spend time prioritizing personal lives and setting goals in our careers, but do we think in those terms about the most important thing, our soul? Ask yourself these questions. What am I planning to do for God today? In the coming week, what good thoughts will I accomplish for Him? At this time next year, where do I want to be in my spiritual life? In five years from now, how will I have changed, improved, and grown in my work for God? Ten years from today, how will my family be? How will I have helped them grow spiritually? Twenty years down the road, how will I be doing? As I approach death, what will have been the most important things in my life? Where will I be in eternity? We're tracking the trends on the virtual Bible study. The number of Americans who definitely believe in miracles is increasing. A Pennsylvania State University study in 1991 showed that 73% of American adults believed in miracles. But a 2010 Pew Research Center report found 79% now believe in miracles. The increased belief in miracles crosses all religious traditions with the strongest gains reported by those who attend services infrequently. That information is via the Association of Religious Data Archives. The Word of God says in 1 Corinthians 13, beginning verse 8, whether there be prophecies, they shall fail. Whether there be tongues, they shall cease. Whether there be knowledge, it shall vanish away. For we know in part and we prophesy in part. But when that which is perfect is come, then that which is in part shall be done away. For he hath said, I will never leave thee, nor forsake thee, so that we may boldly say, The Lord is my helper, and I will not fear what man shall do unto me. Hebrews 13, verses 5 and 6. The virtual Bible study continues. We're back on the top of the hour talking about disciplining children. It is a, a God-given uh, instruction and obligation, and we want to talk about how we do it on the program tonight. And we're talking about some do's and don'ts. And uh, We mentioned don't harm, don't yep. do any lasting harm. Be prompt. You know, we, we, we referenced Proverbs 13:24 earlier. He who spares his rod hates his son, but he who loves him disciplines him promptly. So, you, you, you know, you've got to be able to connect the punishment with the crime, so to speak. You know, yeah. if, if you're not doing that, then you're missing the window of opportunity. You've got to be prompt with that. Uh, we already mentioned you've got to control yourself. Don't discipline when you're angry. Uh, here's, a, here's a good point. Don't reward a child to stop misbehaving. Oh. If you stop doing that, I'll give you a piece of candy. Yeah. Well, what do they do when they want another piece of candy? Start misbehaving. Start misbehaving again so they can get rewarded by stopping again. You know, yeah. So that, that's, that's, I thought that was a good observation and a thing uh, to avoid. Yeah. Uh, Dan, you already mentioned talk to the child before and after punishment. Uh, and then someone suggested generally children should be disciplined in private uh, uh, you, you know you don't uh, the intention is not to embarrass them but to get them to be obedient yep. all right and I like to uh, Chris's comment here on if you're going to do something other than spanking like grounding the child or taking away privileges don't give in and lessen or remove the punishment that's, that's right. Those, you got to you got to see it through. Yeah. Yeah. You got to see it through whatever the punishment is that you that you've decided upon you've got to follow through consistent and to the end. All right. Okay, two more points uh, to talk about, and we're running out of time. Well, let's talk about effectiveness. You know, um, I think a lot of parents just, uh, uh, you know, in the day-to-day -day, uh, sort of heat of the battle, I guess is maybe the way to put it. You know, you're, you're fighting this battle every day. You're trying to get your kids to behave and be uh, good. And 
sometimes you can't see the forest for the trees. You're so close to the situation, you wonder, am I getting anywhere? Am I making any progress? Is this working? Mm-hmm. Whatever. And so, you know, I, I think it, it does parents good to spend some time evaluating the success of their disciplinary efforts. And if, they, if they're working fine, if they're not, then it means change it up, you know, find something that does work. Uh, remember, we said the objective of child discipline is to get them to be obedient, mm-hmm. submissive to authority, mm-hmm. uh, and so you gotta you gotta decide if that's the case. Um, uh, you're not your effectiveness is not determined by how how loud your child cries, how big of a fit they throw when you take something away from them, or not. That's not the the measure of effectiveness. The, the measure of effectiveness is are they more compliant are they obedient do they do what they're told when they're told and if if that if if that's not improving then the discipline you're using is not on track and you need to to rethink that okay um you know uh, so i i spanked my child and he cried real hard and loud that doesn't necessarily mean that that spanking was effective you know crying itself can be a form of rebellious protest right you know and so uh, you you've got to be uh s- sort of realistic about whether your your end goal is humble submissive obedience uh and are you getting that uh determine what what things are working and what things are not working as we said earlier some kids a, a spanking uh will will do the job others just to talk to them may do the job um uh, certainly, we talked about rewards. Make sure the rewards uh, are something that the child likes and the punishments are something that the child does not like. Uh, you you got to do that. And then you got to stay with it. This is not, I, I, I would argue uh, that this is not a short-term project. This is not something that you're going to get done in a week or a month or a year. Okay. You know, you, you, typically most parents are going to have their kids under their direct disciplinary oversight for 18, 20 years, mm-hmm. you're going to have to work on it that long. Mm-hmm. You're not going to be done with it in, in, until that time period is over. But okay. you do have that window of opportunity. You need to be working. Start early. Stay with it. Be consistent. But don't think that you, know, you can do it and be done with it. Okay. All right. Um, Chris, in his email, says, if, a ch- if the child is indifferent to the punishment or the behavior does not change, then you need to change the method of punishment. If the child seems to learn from their mistake, then it was effective. So good. That's a good way to evaluate our effectiveness. That, that's right. Uh, We've got to remember the goal here. Yeah. But if the child finds out that he's stubborn long enough that he can get away with what he's doing, you know, then, then the whole thing is, has been a failure. So you've got to be, stay with it. Be consistent. Okay. Uh, we got time for your comments. If you want to ch- chime in here, we've got uh, plenty of time to go here. Well, we're running out of time, but we've got time to sneak you in. So let us know your thoughts. And we had one more one more area that I wanted to touch on, Jacob, and that had to do with older children. You know, older kids. You know, when we talk about spanking and so forth, everybody begins to sort of key in on, you know. Uh, uh, Two, three, five-year-old, maybe seven, eight-year-olds, but you know, I, I think most people think about child discipline, and they think about those earlier years. They don't think about twelve, thirteen, fifteen, seventeen-year-old. Mm-hmm. But those kids need discipline just as much, or probably even more, than the little ones do. What do we do with kids that are older? What are some principles and guidelines, and biblical guidelines, for disciplining kids that are older? Yeah, uh, I knew that. I knew that this was about me. You're looking for tips. Um, well, um, I do think that it's, you know, I, I think a, a, a worthy principle of, for parents is if you're still putting your feet under my table, you're still subject to my authority. You'll do as I say, uh, or there will be consequences for not doing as I say. Yeah. And, you know, I, I think a lot of times parents surrender their their position of authority way too early. I mean, I've known of parents who, who when their kids hit 12 years old, almost lost full control. They couldn't get them to do anything. And gave up any hope. And, gave, and gave up just... even trying to do anything. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, of course, life became miserable for all parties involved yeah. in those kinds of situations. Yeah. So what are you going to do if your children are older? What have you got? 
teenagers, and, and maybe there's still some issues going on. What are you going to do? Chris says it is not practical to spank older kids, and simply talking to them, teens especially, does little good. Taking, well, taking away cell phones or not allowing them to go over to a friend's house seems very effective. Adding chores or taking away driving privileges are effective as well. On a humorous but somewhat true note, a good rule of thumb to gauge the effectiveness of discipline on a teen is how mad they get at you. The madder and more dramatic they act, the more effective it is. Well, <laughs> okay. Because you're really hitting home, I guess, is what Chris is yeah, saying. Yeah, make sure that, yeah, then you know that what you're doing is actually hurting yeah. when they object strongly, right? Yeah. Um, I, I agree that spanking for older children is not real practical, but I, I'm going to tell you, uh, I, I remember spanking your sister when she was 16 years old. Uh, yeah, I probably wasn't far behind earlier, <laughs> much uh, earlier than that. Um, um, but, again, that, that's a rarity. I, I do think that a lot, I, I, think, I think your form of discipline sort of changes as the child grows and matures. One of the things that with older children you're going to do is you're going to use God's Word more. You're going to reason with them from the Scriptures. This is not right, and here's why it's not right. Hopefully we uh, have started early and instilled in them a love for God and His Word, and therefore then we can use that to help them uh, to, to be conscientious about doing the right thing. You know, uh, Obviously they're going to face lots of trials and temptations, and maybe they'll slip up and, 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 and miss it, uh, on doing what's right, and you can come to them with the Word of God and say, you know, you know this is wrong, and here's what God's Word says. And so we can reason with them more as they grow. That's, just, that's a form of discipline, uh, and certainly becomes more and more appropriate as the child gets older and older. Yes, absolutely. Uh, Chris added in his comments uh, to, to, give, to add chores to kids to, as punishment. We were discussing this in our Bible class last night, and, and uh, a mother in the, in the in the Bible class, suggested that adding work was not a good idea. And I, I hadn't considered that before. Her argument made sense that, you know, we shouldn't make kids look at work as being something that they dread. Yeah. Um, I don't know. There's some validity on both sides of that point, I think. Yeah, yeah. We want our kids to appreciate work. We yeah. want to just instill in them a positive work ethic. And right. so uh, I hadn't thought about that too much. Do you think that using, in other words, okay, you did wrong, I expect you to rake the whole yard today before I get home from work. Yeah. Uh, well, they're always going to dread that. Yeah. And so have I given a negative reinforcement to the notion of work? Yeah. I don't know. There's something to think about there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but certainly uh, talk, talk with them, reason with them from the Scriptures. Pray with the child. Dan mentioned earlier praying uh, with his kids when he disciplines them. I think very appropriate for older kids. What if... Uh, uh, as a last resort, your your child becomes so unruly and undisciplined that the church then must become involved. They're they're a Christian, but they've gotten completely out of order, uh, and the church steps in to administer their necessary discipline. What would I do as a parent then? You got to back it up, and yeah. uh, lots of parents though have failed in that aspect of things. Yeah. I, I mean, what a terrible uh, message to send to your kids. They're out living a, a rebellious life, and the church wants to take a stand against that, and you're going to side with the kid in their rebelliousness? Oh, we're not, something's not connected here. We've, yeah. got to, we've got to see what we're doing there. Right, exactly right. So we're going to uh, cooperate with Christians, uh, fellow Christians. We're going to cooperate with the local congregation. Uh, if 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 it's gotten to the point where they need to rebuke the child, I need to be thanking them for the help that they're giving me, because my child is obviously in great spiritual peril. If the, if it's if it's so bad now that even the church has to become involved. Yeah, the church isn't going to administer this discipline if they're not picking up their socks and, yeah, and yeah. cleaning their room. This yeah. is something that's serious. This is real serious. Get in line and help with yeah. that. Yeah. yeah, exactly right. All right. All right. Well, those are just some thoughts on child rearing. We hadn't spent a lot of time talking about that on the virtual Bible study, but I think it's a very important and biblical subject. Yeah. And so we need to spend some time on it. All right, Dan, thank you for being here tonight. Thank you for having Appreciate me, Jacob. Comments and your help. And, Dad, thank you for your time tonight. Thanks, Jacob. And uh, certainly it is a uh, daunting task and uh, certainly a task that uh, we do not need to take lightly. Dan, you and I still have lots of work to do, and so it's it's really uh, good discussion. Someone asked in the chat room what worked with Jacob. Uh, well, yeah. uh, Jacob got yeah, several spankings, yeah, yeah. but Jacob was always one that you could talk to and talk 
talk him into you, behavior. You had a big paddle that you talked. Yeah, I had, a, I had I had a, an oak paddle that I had cut as out. As long as your yeah, it was about four like a feet like long. a cricket stick. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and 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 you all knew what it meant when it came out. <laughs> yeah, we did. All right. Okay. We, uh, we, we'll call it quits at that and uh, appreciate uh, you joining us on the program tonight. Hope you make plans to be back here this time next week for another edition of the Virtual Bible Study. In the meantime, we encourage you. But God first in your life, study his inspired word of the Bible and live by it every day. You'll never regret it. Thanks for listening to the Virtual Bible Study, brought to you by the College View Church of Christ. The College View Church of Christ meets at 1618 Hampshire Pike in Columbia, Tennessee. If you are in the Columbia, Tennessee area, we encourage you to worship with the College View Church of Christ on Sunday mornings at 930 and on Sunday evenings at 6 o'clock. The College View Church of Christ also welcomes you to attend their Wednesday night Bible studies at 7 o'clock. If you have any questions about something that was said on tonight's broadcast or would like more information about the College View Church of Christ, please call 931-381-4567. That number again, 931-381-4567. Or for more information on the internet, visit collegeview.com. Be sure to tune into the virtual Bible study this time next Thursday for another informative study of God's Word.